Just heard from our senior pastor, Pastor Jared, and this is his latest book, The Always God. I'm holding my copy of it. I want to recommend and encourage you to grab your copy. He'll be with us in a few weeks, um, and I'm sure he would love to engage with you in that copy. He didn't ask me to do this. Um, this is something that, that I wanted to do as I read through the book. I said this would be great for me to share uh, with the campus here at Jersey Village and just wanted you to know uh, that work that is available to you to encourage your journey so that we could be reminded that our always God is always here. You heard it when our kids were singing, didn't you? Did you hear it when they, when they were singing? My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Would you just help me thank God for all of our kids and those who work with our kids. Haven, awesome job there. Uh, so excited for all of you being a part of worship because this is your worship. This is what we gather to do to worship and praise a true and living God. A God who is always God, a God who's always been God, a God who shall always be God. And when you know God as the always God, then you know that God has not changed and you have not been forgotten. Amen. That's the encouraging word that we want you to hear as we look in God's word from the uh, oldest psalm. In the Psalter, Psalm 90. Uh, and this psalm is a psalm that is really a recording of a prayer by Moses. And if you have your papal version, paper version of the Bible, turn there and join with me uh, in Psalm 90. If you have an electronic uh, version and you have it already on the screen, uh, and if you don't have any version, no worries, we have it on the screen for you. Psalm 90 is where our message for the morning is coming from. And there in Psalm 90, I really want to highlight that first stanza of this psalm. And if you're following with me, as we open up Moses' prayer, he pens, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or even you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting you are God. Amen. From everlasting to everlasting, yes. you are God. Because he is the always God. Pray with me. Father, we humble ourselves and we're so grateful as we come into your presence, as we celebrate you and celebrate your goodness we know that us gathering here is yet another blessing that is extended from your hand as your, your grip of grace continues to remind us that you're here with us. Help us to see the truth of that revelation in your word. And may it instruct and inform our lives that we will live our lives with the confidence in you. That our lives might be lived for you. That through our lives, you would receive glory. So prepare our hearts and our minds and may it be receptive soil for the seed of your word. That it might be deposited deep within our minds and deep within our hearts. That as we move from moment to moment, we move with the full knowledge and belief that you are God. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 
I told you earlier, God has not changed. It's important that you know that in that, you are not forgotten. It's important that as we embark on this journey through the word of God, uh, Mom, it, it is important for us to realize that this is a pinned prayer. This is a prayer from a believer. This is uh, the Bible, and if you have your subtitle, uh, introduces us to who's prayed this prayer, and this is Moses, not just Moses, but the Bible describes him as the man of God. This is very important on the outset of our time together because it has to be established that it, the prayers of a believer ought to sound different than the prayers of people who are in a questionable place of their belief. Uh, that, that as believers, when we come to God, when we go before God, we ought to go with a set of confidences in God. And one such confidence is that God is God. Okay, let's, let's see if I can, I don't know how else to say it to you. Because I believe that when you consider all that is happening in this life, cast with all the uncertainties that we are dealt with daily, uh, Mama Gwen, as we navigate the journey that we call life, it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, there'll be some times in life where you come face to face and perhaps you'll ask the question, does God even care? about where I am, for the believer who is reminded of who God is, it ought to rephrase, re reframe how we see and even come to God. Uh, let, me, let me help you understand something as you look at Moses' prayer. Because one thing for us to know about God, what's most important, you know, it's not that we gather in here and we we just often get knowledge about God. But it's that we come to know God ourselves. And when you know God, it changes how you approach God. It gives you a sense of confidence in who God is. Because to know God as always God, we must seek God as Lord always. I hope you're writing that down. To know the always God, we Lee, must have a commitment to always seek God. Look at the prayer. It's right there because at the opening of the prayer, Moses opens his prayer and there's one word of personal acknowledgement. There's one word right there in his prayer that opens his prayer that lets us know that this is not just a casual prayer. This is a prayer, Greg, by someone who has a relationship with God. It's right there in the text, that one word that starts off the prayer. He says, Lord. Sometimes we run past that, Craig. We, we, we say it and, and we don't really understand the depths of what it means to be Lord. He addresses God as Lord. Lord means that there's no ambiguity as to who's leading this thing. Lord means 
we know who is guiding and who is following. He says, Adonai, God is Lord, which means he's in the driver's seat. God's making a decision. God's making the choices. And Moses has placed himself in a position where he is surrendered to the leadership, the will, the direction, the purpose of the living God. That's really where we are. And oftentimes when we engage in prayer, maybe the reason why our prayers are not always as affirmative as we would like them to be is because when we go into prayer, perhaps we got the position messed up. Can I talk to some real people just for a moment? Because sometimes, even in the context of the church, we have the, react, we, we, we have the, 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 the propensity to come before God as though we're Lord and he's supposed to do it the way we want it done. That's not the posture of this prayer. No, no. The posture of this prayer, Baal, is Moses seeing that he has the opportunity to come to God. And he comes declaring that God is in charge. And anytime you are living life and things in life uh, come unexpectedly, you are able to take great courage when you know that God is in control. Uh, anybody in here, you ever been placed in a situation where you knew it took more than your ability to get yourself out of? I need to talk to some real people just for a moment here. Anybody, you ever been there before where, where you were in a setting, you were in a season of life, a chapter of life, maybe even a whole year of life where it looks like everything in life was beyond your control and the only confidence you had is that even when you don't have control, Seth, I see you, God is always in control. You got to get this. Uh, someone said to me earlier as a pastor, uh, these, these are the elementary teachings of the word. And if we can't get uh, on board with the truth, the, 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 the fundamental truth of who God is, then we're all in trouble. Uh, we we got to remember, we have to recall that God is the always God. Moses in this prayer is remembering, he's reflecting on the reality that God has always been with him. That God has always been with him. If you know anything about Moses' testimony, you know that Moses was born at a time where there was an indictment against his ethnicity and there was a, a, a law that went out to kill all the male boys. If you're with us, a few Sundays ago we talked about that. His mother by faith set him adrift on the Nile. God in his sovereignty guided Moses' life to be taken care of in the palace of the very person who was trying to persecute the people who looked like Moses. I'm trying to help you understand something about God. God always God. God superintends the navigated occurrence of our lives. And when we get that, when we come before God, we come with a confidence to know that, God, you've always been with me, so I know you're with me right now. You know, who am I speaking to? Because you're right now. You came in in that place, and you were wondering, does God even see me? Does God even know what I'm going through? Is God even concerned about me? Well, let me help you understand a little bit about our God. Our God is not only concerned about you. Our God has always been God. Mm. God, God has always been God. So the first book 
uh, in our sacred scripture, Genesis, introduces us to God, and it says, in beginning, God. So I didn't hear anybody say that, so I'm wondering if you read your Bibles. Right there, Genesis 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And if you didn't catch it in the beginning, right there in John 1-1, he reminds us that in the beginning was the Word, Jesus Christ, the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the words were with God, and the Word was God. Hold on, if that's not enough, at the beginning of the Bible, we're introduced to God. In the middle New Testament of the Bible, we're introduced to eternal God. But the last book of the Bible, our God writes in Revelation 1 and 8, I am Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty God. I want you to understand why Moses comes to him and says, you're Lord, because if anybody has control, if anybody is able to handle the vicissitudes of life, if anybody out there is able to help me in my time of need, it's a God who's always been here. He speaks to the eternality of God because he then says, as he positions his prayer under the lordship of God, he says, you, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Uh, Moses opens his prayer and he says uh, that God is God. He is the Lord. But then he speaks now as he prays with confidence to God's presence. And I really want to really reiterate this point so that you never forget just how present God is. That God has always been there. Like before you ever got here, God was there. God has always been with you. God has always watched out and over for you. How do we know this? Acts 17, 24 through 28 says, The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundaries and their dwelling place, that they should seek God. And perhaps feeling their way toward him, find him, yet he is actually not far from each of us, for in him we live, we move, and we have our being. Let, it never, let the devil never convince you that God doesn't see you, that God doesn't know you, because the, the, real, the, the testimony that you're still here is really a testimony that God sees you, that God is with you. 
Because I don't know about you, but I have so much on my resume that can tell you that I've been in places that my life has been threatened, yet God saw me. I've been in situations where some would say I shouldn't have made it out of, but God saw me. And when I didn't see God, God still was able to see me. And I don't think I'm the only one in here who's able to testify that it had not been for God who was watching out for me, I wouldn't be where I am today. Oh, I'm help, trying to help you understand this, Will, because I, y'all, I know that it is summertime. I, I feel that old school beat, summer, summer, summertime. Some of y'all don't know about that. It's summertime. I, 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 I know it's summertime because uh, anytime it's summertime, a whole bunch of stuff happens in our neighborhood at summertime, particularly when all the kids and all the neighbors go to the community pool. You may not know this, but where I live, I live directly across from the community pool. And there it is. Um, we, 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 I, I was looking just the other day, yes, I was looking just the other day uh, at the community pool, Kath, because as a loving father, I find it my responsibility to look out for my kids. They don't want me to call them kids. They're teenagers now. <laughs> but I find it as my responsibility as a father, Craig, to every now and then keep an eye out on my kids. And, and so they went. I shouldn't say this right now because they're in the service, so now they would know my practices, but it's okay. I'm going to tell you. Don't tell them. They're not listening anyway. Here it is. Um, <laughs> I, I, I knew it was summertime because all of a sudden everybody wanted to go to the pool. Everybody wanted to go to the pool, and there I was. I, I decided to make sure that they were, were where they said they were going to go because they're preacher's kids, and I know they hang out with deacon's kids, and sometimes. <laughs> and so I go to the second floor, and, and, I, and I notice something as I stand and I peer out of the blinds. I notice something that from the vantage point that I was standing on, I was able to see everybody that was in the pool. I was able to see everything that was in the pool. I could pick mine out uh, out of everybody around the pool because I'm just that kind of parent. But I'm trying to help you understand something. When you realize the ever presence of God, the eternality of God, the presence of God and his ability to see you, it ought to give you confidence when you call on him that he hears you because you know that there's nothing about you that God is not aware of. There's nothing about you that God does not see. So not only is God present, but God is also aware of where you are. Amen. I'm really in text. Because in text he says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all the generations. It's really right there because this is Moses. So Moses is the one who navigated the wilderness with those um, wild people called the Israelites. It was Moses. Moses navigated the wilderness because of the disobedience of the people that God led him to lead out of Egyptian captivity into the promised land. He wandered with them because they didn't get it the first time, the second time. Even 40 years later, they still didn't get it. But I don't judge them too much because I know us. And yet he's wandering with them through the wilderness, and he says that God has been their dwelling place. Uh, you're not getting this. He's circling the Negev with people. He's been with this group of people as they were chased by their past, by Pharaoh trying to kill them. God delivers them from Pharaoh, crosses them over the Red Sea on dry ground. They're going into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Jebusites, and God has always been with them. He's been with them as their dwelling place, but they're wandering in the wilderness. Do you see it here? He's been their dwelling place, dwelling place. 
place. Some of your translations say refuge. He's been their home place. He's been the, the safe place for them when they weren't in a safe circumstance. You're not with me just yet here. He's been their place of peace in the midst of being surrounded by problems. You're still not with me yet. He's been with them even though they weren't always with him. He was their dwelling place. I'm trying to help you understand something, saints of God, that no matter where you are, when you understand the eternality of God, the ever presence of God, then you can always know that anywhere you are, God is, and you can be in God. We just said it. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand. Ranger, I heard you, bro. You got some bars too, man. Uh, We're going to talk about it a little later. Uh, but, but when I stand in your love, look at what Moses is remembering. He's remembering that every part of the journey, God was a safe place for them. Ah, uh, uh, um, Ranger, wave at me, bro. Just wave at me for me. There you go. There you go. I want to make sure uh, they, they know who I'm talking to, Ranger. You know, because when I was your age, we, we had this game that we used to play. Uh, let, me, let me ask, Ranger, how old are you? Nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was your age, yeah, this game we used to play. Uh, uh, this was before Xbox and before, this is when we played outside. Yeah, yeah, this is this game we used to play. We used to play this game um, outside, and, and, and it, it was hide-and-go-seek, hide-and-go-seek. Let me explain this to some of you all who hadn't had an opportunity to really share in this endeavor, in, in this childhood experience. Just uh, play hide-and-go-seek, and that means somebody was the, was the person who was going to pursue you. They would count to ten with one eye open, and they would count to ten, and you, you had to go, and you had to hide. You had to hide, and, and so everybody would go and hide. And if you grew up where I grew up at, that there was a consolation, that if you were found, if they found you in your hiding place, all you had to do if you had enough speed is to be able to run fast enough to get to home base. And when you got to home base, whoever's pursuing you couldn't touch you. You ain't feeling me just yet here. But let me help you understand something. That when you know God as your hiding place, when you know God as your refuge, as your safe place, no matter who or what is trying to pursue you, if you can just seek God enough to get in the presence of God, nothing will be able to come to you because he is your dwelling place. He's mindful, Wanda, that Moses is mindful of God's presence, but he's also mindful of God's awareness. Uh, I think it was J.J. Scott who said it uh, this way. He, he says that, 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 that we can never be in a place where, I had the quote, where, where is that quote at by J.J. Scott? Uh, J.J. Packer, I'm sorry. You will never need more than God can supply. Ah, you, you'll never need more. So, so God is everything you need, everywhere you are, everywhere you go, God is, but you have to seek him to know him as God. And here, here's where the tension lies. Because sometimes we, we go out in wandering places and we fail to acknowledge that is God who's been keeping us. And so we then fall victim to believing that God has left us because we no longer feel his presence. Come here, I'm trying to help you understand something about the faithfulness of God. That even when you don't feel God, your feelings don't control God's faithfulness. 
that God is still God even when you don't feel like he is God. Did, did you catch that just yet? Because so many of us want to be governed by our feelings. Well, I don't feel it. I, I don't feel it in the service. I, I shouldn't get on my soapbox, Lorraine, because people get on my, my pastoral nerve. Talking about, I didn't feel it in the service. Well, what your feelings got to do with it anyway? We come by faith, and the just shall live by faith. And our faith tells us that even if I don't feel him, he is still with me. Why? Because he said in his word, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. He said in his word that he would be with me. And since I know greater is he that's with me than he that is in the world, I can have confidence when I pray to him to know that he hears me because he is with me. Uh, when you pray to God, when you pray to God, there's the always God. You, you pray with confidence knowing that he is present. He is here. That he is aware of what you need and where you are because you know that he is faithful. This is where he continues on. But Moses, in his prayer, he says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. We, we run past this too much. We, we, we live life and you navigate life. And sometimes God wants you to remember that he's in it with you in this life. He says from everlasting, Moses, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. From everlasting to everlasting. From before time to the end of of time, you are God. Mm. Uh, before I ever started coming, and now that I've come and gone, you are God. If this represents your past, and this represents your future, outside of your past and your future, God is still, which then means anything that happens to you in your present, anything that happened to you in your past, anything that will happen with you in your future is not able to dethrone God who's always been and who always shall be God. So if my life is bookmarked by everlasting to Everlasting, and God is God from everlasting to everlasting. That means no matter where I am in living in this life, God still is God. Uh, and when you know God, that's good news to you because that tells you then that if God is still God, then God still got me. God's grace will still keep me. God's love will still love me. That God is still God. I know God loves you. We know God loves you because the Bible says that God loves us so much that God sent his son into the world to die for us because of his love for us. And then uh, John 3, 17 says, for God and sent his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. If God is God from everlasting to everlasting, then God is faithfully pursuing me to know him as God. 
And he's faithfully pursuing you to know him even more as God. Don, not for us to know about him as God, but to personally know him as God. And I get it, y'all. There are times in life where you're living this life and you're seeking God and you get to those points where it's like you're, you're about to run out. You're about to about to drift off to the side of the road and you feel like there's no, no hope left. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you, you hear me talking with you. God wants you to know that he's still here. He wants you to know that he still cares. And he cares about, about you. He hasn't forgotten you. He knows where you are right now and and he wants to speak to you that you would know just how much he cares. Peter says it this way, cast all your cares, all your anxieties upon him, for he cares for you. Everyone, theologian said this way, that in this life we have a whole bunch of cares. And so Peter says, cast all your cares. We have a whole bunch of anxieties. We have a whole bunch of stressors. Oh, but in prayer, we get to cast those cares to him because God has one care. And that's you. That's you. That's you. He cares for you. And when you come to him in confidence of his presence, when you come to him knowing that he's aware and that he's able, and when you try his faithfulness of how he's been faithful in generations past and he's faithful in his generation now and he shall be faithful in the generations to come because he's the God from everlasting to everlasting and you can have all the assurance that he's there for you. I should stand all over the building if you can. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforest.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus, in person, on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.